Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hey guys, what's up? It's Dylan from LaughSpin.com. Welcome to another episode of the LaughSpin podcast. This week, once again, it's just me. It's just me. No Mike, no co-host slash producer Mike. Mike, congratulations. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're listening to this. Mike got uh, married, uh, which is why I'm doing it uh, solo, doing the, the podcast solo this week. Last week, I did it solo because of the gosh darn hurricane. Uh, and as I'm speaking to you right now, we are uh, getting hit. The Northeast is getting hit once again with the storm. Uh, obviously not as bad as Sandy, but it's a it's a nor'easter, which means it is snowing like crazy right now. Um, I don't know how much more we can take of this. Uh, it's been it's been pretty bad. I am still personally not to get all personal with you guys, but uh, but listen, I feel close to you guys. Uh, you know, I, I trust you guys, so we can get through this together. What I what, the point is is I still do not have power. Uh, where I live with my wife and two children, uh, I have a three-year-old. Well, he's almost four, and I have a, a little guy who just turned one not too long ago. Uh, we still do not have power where we live, so this is the second week in a row that I am doing the podcast, recording it in my sister-in-law's basement. Uh, thank you, Kathleen, my sister-in-law, for letting me use your basement and your house for us to live in. Uh, I'm in a basement uh, inhabited by a teenager. It uh, it's bringing back some memories. There's a, a gaming system here and a guitar, and you know what it looks like? It looks like the set of uh, of a Nickelodeon teenager show. Like like if there's an episode of iCarly where they go into a, like a teenager, like a late teenager, like a 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds room. That's what it looks like. It looks like somebody from Nickelodeon created this basement so that it would look like a typical teenager's basement. There's a bass guitar, there's a regular guitar, there's a small amplifier, there's a television, there's weird paintings, and there's a lava lamp, right? It's like a it's like a cliched teenager's room, but it's not a cliche because it's it's real. It's real life. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Thanks so much for joining us. I know I already said that, but I, I really do appreciate it. Our listenership last week increased by like three times this week it's doubled from the 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 triple last week uh so the point is more and more people are listening to the laugh spin podcast and it means a great deal to me before i go any further i wanted to give a shout out to art who is one of three co-hosts of mastersofnone.com, which is Mike's other podcast. Mike usually produces the show. Well, he's he engineers it. He He's the guy who puts it all together once we're done recording it. Obviously, Mike can't do it this week. He's he's trying to please his, his new bride, which I think is a good idea. So Art, his friend and co-host at mastersofnone.com, is, is uh, editing this one and engineering this one. So hello, Art. Thank you so much for, for doing this. You didn't have to do it. I appreciate you doing it because if you didn't, we wouldn't have a podcast this week. Before we go any further, I wanted to also plug our friends in the allthingscomedy.com network. As you may or may not know, the Laugh Spin podcast is part of the All Things Comedy 
podcasting network, which was started a few weeks ago. We launched Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. It was their brainchild. They brought it to life. There's a lot of great podcasts on the network. If you go to allthingscomedy.com, you will see all of them. Tom Rhodes is on there. The Long Shot podcast with uh, Eddie Pepitone and company. They're on there. You should definitely check that one out. Minivan Men, which is Al Madrigal's podcast. I happen to love because they're all fathers. I'm a, I'm a father, so I dig listening to comedians talking about fatherhood. They make it sound relatable to me anyway. Oh, and speaking of Tom Rhodes, by the way, he's got a one-hour stand-up special. It's called Light Sweet Crude, and it's just became available on Netflix. So go to Netflix, type in Tom Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, and uh, check that out. Tom is, I'm not just saying this, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Severely underrated guy. Super, super talented. And he's an excellent hugger. I know that firsthand. I've gotten a hug from Tom Rhodes. He's an excellent hugger. Also, another great comedian who's part of the All Things Comedy Network, Harlan Williams, has a new mobile app. It's called Harland App. H-A-R-L-A-N-D-A-P-P. Check it out at iTunes. And via harlandapp.com, it's got ringtones, narrations, soundboards, funny shit, cool idea. Check it out. Finally, I wanted to mention Maz Jabrani. He is trying to launch a movie, get a movie off the ground. It's called Jimmy Vestwood, American Hero. He's looking to crowdsource this Kickstarter style, except he's not using Kickstarter, which is fine. The movie, by the way, is described as the Pink Panther meets Coming to America. Go to crowdfunding.indiegogo. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Crowdfunding.indiegogo.com and search either Maz's name or Jimmy Vestwood, V-E-S-T-V-O-O-D, and you'll get the information there. Go there, give Maz some money. Before we go any further, I wanted to break some news for you. The presidential election is over, and Barack Obama has won a second term as president of the United States. I'm sure by now you, you've heard that, so I'm, I'm totally kidding about breaking that news. The night of the election, I was lucky enough to uh, get invited to Comedy Central's official indecision election night party. It was, it was pretty swanky. Uh, I was at a place uh, off of Times Square called the Edison Ballroom. And basically what it was, it was a party, but they invited a cool group of comedians to just hang out at the party. So they were there, and I was able to chat with some people. Uh, I talked with David Wayne. I talked to Key and Peele. We'll listen to part of that interview later in this episode. And uh, I also talked to Todd Barry. It was cool. It was uh, Hannibal Burst was there. There was a great group of people there just hanging out. And then the the whole thing started at like uh, 8, I guess. But at 11 and 11.30, respectively, The Daily Show and The Colbert Report went on live. I'm sure you probably either heard or actually saw the episodes. They were doing special live episodes that night. The music stopped when those started and we all watched the election results. Uh, By the time The Daily Show came on, it was getting closer to major networks calling the election. And John actually called the election for Obama maybe maybe about five minutes after MSNBC and Fox News called it, which is incredibly weird. Uh, Fox News called it for Obama before CNN even did. So that was interesting. So we'll listen to part of the Key and Peele interview in a little bit. But for now, let's get into some news, shall we? Stephen Merchant is headed to HBO. It's only a matter of time before Ricky Gervais and his posse of talented comedians slash writers 
basically just take over HBO internally. As you know, Ricky Gervais has done a bunch of stuff for HBO, including three seasons of The Ricky Gervais Show, which was the animated version of his podcast. He also produced Extras and Life's Too Short. And now Stephen Merchant, Ricky's longtime writing partner, is getting his own show. It's called Hello, Ladies. And it will basically center around Merchant playing a fictionalized version of himself where the British comedian is on the hunt for the perfect woman in Hollywood. Merchant will be co-writing Hello, Ladies with uh, two former uh, writers from the original office, which, uh, of course, Ricky and Steven created. Those writers slash producers are Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky. So congratulations to Stephen Merchant. Definitely looking forward to that. Can't imagine it will be bad. Moving on. You know what? I've been talking a lot. So why don't we, you know, I mentioned the Keen Peel interview. Why don't we listen to that? Like I said, we did a sit down during the election night party in New York City. Comedy Central was throwing it. So this chat happened as the counts were coming in. Obama had a slight lead at this point the first half of this interview we were talking about the election and stuff like that this part you can hear the whole thing on laughspin.com it's about seven minutes total we're gonna hear mm, a little under half of it now but anyway in this half we talk mostly about uh, the comedy central show and uh, especially about their two very very famous characters at this point jordan peele plays barack obama and keegan michael key plays luther who is barack obama's anger translator so without further ado, here's our little chat, or part of it. Check it out. Things are obviously looking great for you guys. Besides making people laugh, do you guys have any kind of other goals when you guys are writing sketches, or do you just want to make people laugh, is that it? Or, or is there anything else behind it? We want to make people laugh first and foremost, definitely. And I would say our, you know, our secondary goal is giving them a, real, a, a, a fulfilling, thorough sketch experience that you can't get somewhere else. We want to make a show that you can't, uh, w with sketches that you can't see, you've never seen before, you weren't expecting. And one of the ways that we really hit that out of the ballpark is, I should say, our, our director hits it out of the ballpark. We got a guy and a crew who realize any genre that we're looking for uh, to a T. And I got I to gotta ask uh, Keegan-Michael Key this. Obviously, both of you guys, the Obama and the Luther, I mean, that thing has, has blown up. How cathartic is it for you to play that part? Uh, it's pretty cathartic because it's not how I am in real life. You know, I'm pretty loud, and you can, as Jordan can attest, I'm a pretty hyper guy. I'm not a super angry guy, I guess. Now, wait a second, Keegan, because when we play ping pong, you will turn. Well, that's ping pong. <laughs> but that's ping pong, Jordan. Get your fucking priorities straight. <laughs> He will turn into Luther on some ping pong. You will. <laughs> no, it is because if I'm going to uh, experience something and then get up and jump and stomp and scream, I may as well get paid for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, especially in this political climate in this country. I mean, hey, I'll take the money. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I think especially in the first Luther, I mean, that's the one where Keegan and I really, we grinded for a while to figure out what that sketch would be and what exactly needed to be said because as, well, as far as we were concerned at the time, that was going to be us hitting Obama and then that was going to be it. And uh, so I think it's even especially in that one, you can really say, see Luther's frustration coming from a place of like, these, these were some things that had not been said uh, until that happened. And so, yeah, one of my favorite parts of that whole sketch is when Keegan goes off book 
at one point, and he goes, this is ridiculous! And it's just like, a little bit, maybe he's searching for a line, maybe something's going on, but he just filled it up with this very, very real moment. Yeah, I think it's important to note that you you can go off off the hook even more, like with the swearing and stuff. You do swear in the, in the sketches, but it's not a barrage of just like, mindless swearing and I and I think that's important. Yeah, I think that the the profanity is uh, is earned. Yeah. It's earned in your frustration. I mean, haven't you everybody's had that experience, not everybody, but a lot of people have had that experience where your grandmother goes, "Oh god damn it." You know, you like it, it happens to everybody, but that's like he's in that state of being. He has to be he he's not only a surrogate for the president, I think he's a surrogate for a good amount of the electorate, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. You you say a lot of things that we at home are saying, how can he not be saying these things? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And for him to have that much composure is almost supernatural. I think that's where the stuttering comes in. I think that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's him trying to harness uh, all the good things inside of him and not, and not pull off a, lo- a Luther. Right. No, I, I completely and utterly agree. Very astute, Dylan. Oh, thank you, thank you. Jordan Peele, Keegan-Michael Key, thank you so much for for chatting with us. Good luck and congratulations with everything. Thank you, Laughspin. Thanks so much, man. No problem, man. Thanks, guys. There you have it, Key and Peele. And let me just mention that these two guys, so nice, super nice. You know, they haven't been famous for very long, but, you know, it doesn't take long for people to kind of change and act a little aloof but these two guys uh they were super happy to talk to us so yeah good stuff moving on last week if you were listening we told you about the ghostbusters 3 movie it's been talked about for what seems like years it was gonna start filming then it wasn't it was gonna happen bill murray didn't want to do it so last week we told you it's definitely a go it's definitely gonna start filming in the summer And this week, I'm here to tell you, it is definitely not going to start filming in the summer. It's just doomed. It's doomed. About two weeks after that news broke that, you know, it would finally start filming this coming summer without Bill Murray, like I said, we heard that Sony Pictures Entertainment, who's the studio behind the flick, they pushed it back again, this time to the beginning of next fall at the earliest and there's a chance it won't even happen at all, seeing as Sony won't... They're, they're not even going to make any decisions until the end of March. So the earliest it could happen is the fall, and next March they might decide that it's not going to happen at all. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I was a huge Ghostbusters fan. I mean, who wasn't? Ghostbusters 2, a lot of people shit on it. I happen to like it. Was it as good as the first one? No, not at all. But as far as sequels go, it's pretty damn good. I don't really need to see Ghostbusters 3. Apparently, all the main cast members are coming back except for Bill Murray. So Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Annie Potts, Ernie Hudson. And they were going to be joined by Eliza Dushku and Anna Faris. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It was supposed to be, you know, a new generation of Ghostbusters, that sort of thing. I don't need to see it. I definitely don't need to see it. I hope it just uh, goes away. I, The more I hear about it, you know, being tossed around, it's starting, it's not starting, it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. I don't really give a shit. Let it die. Let it die. Speaking of letting it die, no, I don't know. I'm just die. That's no segue at all to this. Cat Williams. You guys know Cat Williams. He used to be uh, an incredibly 
successful comedian. He still is by, uh, you know, all uh, relatively speaking, he's way more successful than most comedians uh, would ever dream of being. But he's had some problems. He's had some problems with the law. He's had some problems uh, during his live shows. And his latest problem is that he acted like a jackass on stage in Denver at the Wells Fargo Theater recently he basically and the funny slash sad thing about this is what i'm about to describe is not it's not an an entirely new situation for him so he this was part of his ghetto national convention tour and he's still on tour by the way went down wells fargo theater in denver it featured six opening comedians six why does cat williams need six opening comedians and by the way this theater was only half filled. So he took the stage, reportedly took it a little bit late. As soon as he took to the stage, he took his shirt off and did push-ups. And he's done this before. The crowd was not happy, obviously. So um, they started heckling. And one guy from the audience, again, this is according to reports, uh, and one guy from the audience actually jumped on stage. Cat Williams obviously didn't like that. But Williams, uh, I don't know, I guess he just, he thought he didn't deserve this verbal assault, all this heckling. And at one point, he decided he'd attempt to track down one of the hecklers in the crowd, which you can see in a video. It's on laughspin.com. You might want to check that out if you like watching train wrecks. I actually wanted to play some of the audio from that only because it's entertaining i i can't help it i wish cat the best but it just seems like he should maybe get off stage and deal with whatever issues he he has uh everybody's got issues some issues are uh more life damaging than others it seems uh you know if he doesn't kind of take control of things it's it's just it's not going to end up well and uh i would really hate to see that anyway so here's how it went down check it out not a pretty picture and i'm not sure if anybody got their money back as of this recording i have not heard anything to that effect it would be a nice gesture for cat to um, make sure everybody did get their money back the last item in news i wanted to uh, let you guys know is i caught up with david wayne recently and i might post the audio to this on laughspin.com so keep an eye out for it but uh, i asked him about the wet hot american summer sequel as you probably know a few months ago, it was announced that that is definitely a go. After years of speculation and hope, David Wayne and Michael Showalter uh, announced that they they are, in fact, working on it. So I had to ask, I had to ask, what is the deal? What's the status? So here's what David told me uh, the other day. 
quote, it is slowly but surely in the process of being made. Sorry, I should mention, I uh, asked like half jokingly after he said it is slowly but surely in the process of being made. I asked, uh, you know, do you, do you have a few pages done? So he said, quote, I would say we have more than a few pages. Seriously, we're doing it. I know everyone wants to know. I'm flattered and thrilled, but the creative process has its own time schedule. And meanwhile, Michael, meaning Michael Showalter, and I are in the editing process of the movie we shot over the summer called They Came Together, which will be finishing soon and putting out soon. And I'm very excited for people to see that. End quote. I'm actually very excited to see that, too. If you don't know, They Came Together uh, stars Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Right, exactly. This movie could have no script. I would still watch it. I don't give a shit. How can you not like Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler? How can you not like them together? Are you serious? That's the update on the Wet Hot American Summer sequel. Nothing groundbreaking, but listen, I needed to know, and I'm sure you guys wanted to know. All right, let's let's move on to, to a few things I, I wanted to make sure you guys knew to look out for. In the movie world, Wreck-It Ralph is out in the movies now. It's doing very well. How well? Well, it's doing better than that. Denzel Washington movie, which I hear is kind of good, but I refuse to watch anything Denzel Washington in is in because he's too fucking earnest. How many times is he going to play some fucking earnest football coach or some earnest, earnest person leading a bunch of earnest people doing earnest things? <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. So Wreck-It Ralph, the animated flick from Disney, features John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, Jack McBrayer, Ed O'Neill, Jane Lynch, Amazing voice cast. Amazing. You probably know about it. The Rotten Tomatoes summary says this. Ralph is tired of being overshadowed by Fix-It Felix, the good guy, star of their game who always gets to save the day. By the way, it's it's all set in like a, an Atari 2600 type of deal. But after decades doing the same thing and seeing all the glory go to Felix, who's played fittingly by Jack McBrayer, Ralph decides he's tired of playing the role of a bad guy. He takes matters into his own massive hands and sets off on a game-hopping journey across the arcade through every generation of video games to prove he's got what it takes to be a hero. I haven't seen it. I really want to see this. I think it looks good. So that's in the movies now. Check it out. Opening November 9th is The Comedy which is Tim Heidecker's and Eric Wareheim's of Tim and Eric Awesome Show fame. It's their new movie, despite the title and despite their pedigree. This is not a comedy. This is definitely, definitely a drama. Summary goes like this. On the cusp of inheriting his father's estate, Swanson, who's Tim Heidecker, is a man with unlimited options. And on an aging hipster in Brooklyn, he spends his days in aimless recreation with like-minded friends like-minded friends in games of comic irreverence and mock sincerity like the first movie i mentioned i have not seen the comedy um i'm hearing great things about it i definitely want to see it i would definitely love you guys to check it out and i would love to hear uh what you think about it once you do check it out that's it for movies let's see what else do we have here nbc the second season of whitney premieres on wednesday november 14th at 8 p.m on nbc you can watch the full season one finale on NBC.com if you if you feel you need to get prepped. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones. It's like, you know, you watch Whitney. You, you can't, if you miss an episode, you have no idea. You, you just have absolutely no idea what's happening in the next episode. You know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, that's happening. That's replacing uh, Animal Practice, uh, which got the, uh, the old heave-ho after its uh, shitty ratings. Last but not least, before we get out of here, before I say my goodbyes, I wanted you guys to know that comedian Ryan Singer 
has a new album out. It's called Comedy Wondertown. I love Ryan Singer. I think he's an excellent comedian. I have been saying he's an excellent comedian since his first album, which was in 19-something or other. No, I don't don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know. It was like three years ago, maybe? The point is, folks, Ryan Singer has a new album out. It's called Comedy Wondertown. You should buy it. And to further prove how good Ryan Singer is, I'm going to play a track for you here. So uh, check out this track. I'll be back to say my goodbyes. Good to be alive, man. There are people floating around in space right now, dude. Right now, there are six people right at this second floating around, less gravitas or whatever the Italian word is for no gravity. There's up there, dude, people are floating around and doing that. There's a website, howmanypeoplearinspacerightnow.com. That's no bullshit. That's a real website. You can check. Before the show, there were six people in the space station. A few weeks ago, there were three people in space. Now there's six. How'd they fucking get there, man? <laughs> When's the last time you've seen Sigourney Weaver, bro? <laughs> Listen, I know this is common information, right? That we all know this. But just how jaded have we all become to where that simple piece of information doesn't blow your face off? Such a big difference between what we're capable of doing as people. And we all start the same way. Well, relatively the same way. I was a C-section baby. That's why I have a perfectly shaped head. I wasn't squeezed out through the Suez Canal. You know what I'm saying? Panama, Panama, oh, 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 baby! But that's not the point. Point is, there's a big difference. There are people who got together and built a ship that drove past the sky. You could give me unlimited time, money, and resources. Check back in 20 years. I still haven't built you a kite that could get off the ground. And they built a ship that drove past the blue, dude. Past the blue. Not that impressed with space, huh, Cincinnati? You know how difficult it is to get to space? Astronauts are nerds with huge nuts. They have to devote their entire life for the smallest chance they'll make it there. You are more likely to be struck by lightning 38 times in your lifetime than you are ever to make it to space just once. I totally made that up, but it sounds accurate. It sounds real. It sounds like a real stat. I didn't have to tell you that shit and you'd believe it. Good to be alive. We're doing all kinds of crazy shit, man. I am a luxury. Let me explain what that means. I am not a necessity in this society. I don't know how to do shit, dude. Like, I am a luxury. I'd be left outside the cave. When I was in fifth grade in social studies class, we had this exercise where we were given a list of like 40 different professions. Only 15 of them got to go inside the cave to survive a nuclear bomb so they could rebuild society, right? You had architect, farmer, doctor, teacher, comedian. Outside the cave, bro. Because a doctor can be a little bit funny every once in a while. I can't be a little bit doctor. They say laughter is the best medicine, but I seriously doubt anyone in this room really wants to put that shit to the test. What's the matter? Your appendix is bursting. You might die. Get over here. I got some dick jokes for you. I realized I'm getting older because it occurred to me I've been masturbating for more years than I have not been. How's that feel? Oh, you're dead. Outside the cave, dude. Outside the cave, man. And there you have it, Ryan Singer, Comedy Wonder Town. 
Pick it up. Amazon, iTunes, your mom's house. It's everywhere, folks. Pick it up. Ryan Singer. And that's going to do it for the Last Spin Podcast. Next week, God willing, I'm going to have power. Mike is going to be back. I'm not going to have to do this by myself. There will be witty banter. You won't have to just listen to me talking. I, I haven't heard any complaints, so that's good. But it's always fun to have to have Mike. You know what I mean? We can talk. We can make fun of each other. It's amazing. Anyway, again, I really appreciate you guys uh, checking out LaughSpin.com and the LaughSpin podcast. Do follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at LaughSpin.com. We're also on the old Tumblr at LaughSpin. Just, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, search LaughSpin. You'll find us. We're on Pinterest. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, please make sure you like us on Facebook. We're just type in LaughSpin. You will find us. That's it. I'm done. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>